full coverage of your Denver City Council begins now. Salmon Alejandro, would you please introduce yourself and let our viewers know how to enable translation on their devices? Of course. Thank you very much for having us. My name is Alejandro Arrieta. I'm one of two interpreters today, along with my colleague Sam. Thank you for your patience as I provide instructions in Spanish. Hola a todos. Gracias por estar aquí. Gracias por tenernos aquí. Mi nombre es Alejandro Arrieta. Soy uno de dos intérpretes trabajando con mi colega Sam Guzmán. El día de hoy vamos a estar interpretando el español y si usted prefiere participar en español, después de estas instrucciones eh, se va a encender la interpretación donde verán, verán un icono de reacción a parte de abajo a, a mano derecha en su pantalla o si han ingresado a la reunión usando un dispositivo móvil, tal como tableta o celular, verá la, la opción de la interpretación al español bajo el menú con los tres puntitos que dice más o en inglés more. De ambos modos seleccione español y puede poner el audio original en silencio si eso es lo que usted prefiere. Con eso vamos a encender la interpretación ya. Gracias. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Alejandro. Welcome to the Denver City Council meeting of Monday, February 5th, 2024. Council members, please rise as you're able and join Councilwoman Sawyer in the Pledge of Allegiance. Thank you very much. And council members, please join Councilwoman Sawyer. She leads us in the Denver City Council land acknowledgement. But only if I can pull up my script. Sorry, <laughs> give me a second. All right, here we go. The Denver City Council honors and acknowledges that the land on which we reside is the traditional territory of the Ute, Cheyenne, and Arapaho peoples. We also recognize the 48 contemporary tribal nations that are historically tied to the lands and that make up the state of Colorado. We honor elders past, present, and future, and those who have stewarded this land throughout generations. We also recognize that government, academic, and cultural institutions were founded upon and continue to enact exclusions and erasures of indigenous, indigenous peoples. May this acknowledgement demonstrate a commitment to working to dismantle ongoing legacies of oppression and inequities and recognize the current and future contributions of indigenous communities in Denver. Thank you so much. Madam Secretary, roll call, please. Lynn. Aye. I'm sorry, present. Alvidrez. Here. Gilmore. Gonzalez Gutierrez. Here. Hines. I am present. Cashman. Here. Lewis. Present. Parody. Here. Romero Campbell. Here. Sandoval. Here. Sawyer. Here. Watson. Here. Madam President. Here. 12 members present. Thank you. There are 12 members present. Council has a quorum. Uh, approval of the minutes. Are there corrections to the minutes of January 29th? Seeing none, the minutes stand approved. Council announcements. Are there any announcements today? As folks queue in, I will announce um, uh, and give uh, some of my co-sponsors a chance to speak as well. Um, we have on consent, a Lunar New Year proclamation. 
Um, it is a, a really wonderful thing to recognize here in Denver because we have such rich and such amazing uh, uh, communities from our Asian Pacific Islander communities that celebrate the Lunar New Year. Um, but this year, I think it's especially important. And I was going to ask Councilwoman Gonzalez Gutierrez to um, say a little bit about why this year is a particularly special Lunar New Year year. Thank you, Council President. Um, yes, it's very, very special. This year will be the first year that it is celebrated and recognized officially by the state of Colorado. Um, last year, I had the great opportunity to work alongside Senator Gonzalez and Representative Sofer in passing uh, legislation to recognize um, the Lunar New Year uh, officially by the state. So, you know, if schools want to um, be, take that day off, they, they can. Um, it doesn't, of course, you know, include um, state employees taking the holiday, but it is very meaningful to the community and it was led by um, the AAPI community. They came to us and asked, is this something that we can do? I think we're the second state to have done that. I think California was the first uh, and now Colorado um, officially recognizes it. And so it was, a, um, it was a beautiful thing to be a part of. And going forward, it will be recognized on the first Friday of every February. So last Friday would have been the official day. However, we know that Lunar New Year um, commences between late January and mid-February. Uh, so we, we had to pick a date certain, uh, of course, for, for legal reasons, but um, really honored to be joining alongside um, Councilwoman Alvidrez and, and Council President Torres in um, honoring and, and looking forward to this weekend's events. Thank you so much. And on that point, um, I'll just invite folks out to the Far East Center, which is at Federal and Alameda for uh, a couple days full of really amazing food, artistry, um, cultural events, um, and learn a little bit, just um, really enjoy full family friendly events. So, um, but a lot of uh, the corridor that makes up um, the South Federal Boulevard corridor between Council District 3 and Council District 7 um, is uh, proudly um, small business owned by a lot of our um, Asian community. And so it is um, one of the best places to find Vietnamese food um, across maybe even the country. So really proud of what we have in Denver and proud of um, the community who has long championed um, not just the celebration of, of this day, it is the year of the dragon. I think that's a pretty important one. And, um, uh, and just uh, all of the ways that we support our uh, AAPI uh, communities. Um, I'll pass it over to Councilwoman Alvidres. Thank you, Council President. And thank you, uh, Councilwoman Gonzalez Gutierrez, for sharing that important history. I think it was also so meaningful at that time, post-COVID, with everything our AAPI community members were going through. And they have just um, been so resilient throughout all of this time. And <clears throat> growing up in District 7, there has always been such a strong presence of AAPI residents. And this is just a beautiful way to uplift them. and. Uh, recommend their businesses, including the Far East Center. And ac across the way, we have um, the Asia Center and Alameda Square. So um, if you ever need boba, banh mi, all the things, <laughs> head over to seven or three for sure. Thank you so much, Council President and Councilwoman Gonzalez Gutierrez for letting me hop on your uh, proclamation. Thank you so much, Councilwoman Sawyer. Thanks, Madam President. Um, just wanted to acknowledge last week we had 
um, district-wide projects night. It was the first time we had ever done it. Um, and we had over 200 people attend. Um, we had about 20 agencies attend. And so I just wanted to acknowledge all of the different city agencies who were able to be there. Um, we know that it's a big ask to come and talk to community for two hours, um, but it worked really well. Um, it was great outreach. And so just wanted to say thank you to all of the different um, city employees who were able to come out and participate. Um, and we will definitely be doing it again. Um, and then also just wanted to turn to February. Um, now we are going to be hosting, as many of you know, um, our office sponsors a traffic study of a problem area of our district um, every year. And so this year's uh, traffic study is gonna be the Exposition Street, Exposition Street between Quebec and Leedsdale. So for those of you who know the district, it's right in front of George High School. Um, which is a major problem. We've had um, deaths there. It is a, it's a big kind of trap. There's a weird triangle right there that's gonna be included in part of it. Um, so our kickoff meeting is going to be online um, with our traffic engineer uh, on February 27th. There's also a community survey that we have out to get feedback from the community about um, what you see along that corridor, where your specific problem spots are um, so that we can ask our traffic engineer to gather traffic counts at those specific locations. So please join us for that. You can find the information and uh, the link to sign up on our social media. Thanks. Thank you very much. Councilman Watson. Uh, thank you, Council President. I am, uh, this is also on consent, but I am honored um, as a vice chair of the Metro Area County Commissioners uh, to sponsor a proclamation and support of expediting the work authorization process for asylum seekers. Um, this is a nonpartisan issue. We have folks across the state and across the country that supports work authorization. And as we're looking at uh, impact to our city budget of close to maybe $180 million, if we allow for uh, individuals who are seeking asylum in our country to actually work while their asylum process is going through, um, we'll reduce the amount of folks who are reliant <laughs> On, on tax dollars and on taxpayers to, to fund the bill. So thank you so much to our members of council and thank you so much for the Metro Area County Commissioners for bringing this forward. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you, Councilwoman Romero Campbell. Thank you, Council President. I just wanted to um, one thank uh, those who were able to come out in the community last week. Um, we had an early childhood roundtable specifically at the Tamarack Shelter, um, but we were able to have early childhood leaders from across the city. Uh, and just thank you to them to thinking about what children need um, who are experiencing homelessness and those who are in migrant communities. So just wanted to put that out. We will continue to meet uh, and just incredibly thankful to them. My other um, thank you is to also acknowledge uh, the appointment of one of our District 4 residents, Adrian Miller, into the induction into the Colorado Black Hall of Fame. Um, he's also known as the Soul Food Scholar. Um, he is just tremendous, has written numerous books, an, ex, um, an expert in barbecue and all other things, but just uh, really, um, I think, a tremendous um, asset to our community and to District 4. Thank you. Thank you very much. Councilwoman Gonzalez Gutierrez. Thank you, Madam President. I just wanted to um, uh, thank everyone that came out on Saturday. There was a very, very big town hall that was held um, and coordinated by State Senator Julie Gonzalez, Senate District 34. She basically took anybody that like overlapped with her district, so including everyone from school board to RTD to council all the way to the legislature, so any house districts, and it was a great conversation. People came out in the weather even uh, and engaged in roundtables talking about topics like education, criminal justice, housing, healthcare, environment, just to name a few. 
And so I wanna thank my colleagues um, that were able to make it out, D9, D10, D1, D3, our other at large. Um, it was a great conversation and I hope that it's um, very helpful because these are really utilized to hear from the community rather than us talking at the community and just providing updates. It's a way to gather uh, feedback and information. So thank you for everyone who participated. Thank you, Councilwoman Lewis. Uh, thank you so much. Um, I just wanted to start out with Happy Black History Month um, <laughs> and give a quick um, overview of what Black History Month is and how it came to be. Um, so I don't know if you all know this, the father, or known as the father of Black History Month, um, Carter G. Woodson, um, really set out um, <clears throat> in 1926 to designate a time to promote and educate folks about Black history and culture, um, which he was able to do. And so Black History Week was actually how it initially started, um, the first week of February, um, which was to coincide with the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. Um, and eventually um, we moved forward and we were able to have a Black History Month. So happy Black History Month. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing that. Uh, seeing no one else in queue, there are no presentations, no communications. There's one proclamation being read this afternoon. Councilwoman Lewis, will you please read Proclamation 24-0145? Thank you so much. Yes, Madam President. <clears throat> um, a proclamation 240145 honoring Dr. Dana D. Williams for her 23 year of employment with the city and county of Denver. <clears throat> Whereas Dr. Dana D. Williams has tirelessly served the constituents of the city and county of Denver for 23 years, helping thousands of job seekers to upscale knowledge and find employment, and mentoring hundreds of current leaders both in Denver and nationally. And whereas <clears throat> she is moving on to a new chapter in her life, the citizens of the city and county of Denver and the employees of Denver Workforce Development wish to honor her impact over her career. And whereas a career spanning 23 years with the city and county of Denver that ranged from case managing in the Youth Opportunity, or YO, <laughs> programming to, serve, to serving as the Director of Partnerships for Denver Workforce Development. And whereas thousands of constituents of the city and county of Denver have found better opportunities from being served by her, including at least two previous and current council members. And whereas, Hundreds of constituents of the city and county of Denver have been mentored by her. And whereas through style and grace, she has helped to put Denver workforce development in the national spotlight as best practices. Whereas her impact will continue to resonate through the individuals and staff she has impacted. Whereas Dr. Williams' legacy will continue to be shown throughout servant leadership and compassion for all. Now, <clears throat> therefore, be it proclaimed by the City Council of the City and County of Denver. The City Council of Denver extends its deepest gratitude to Dr. Dana D. Williams for her decades of dedicated service to the residents of our city. The City Council of Denver recognizes the importance of the mentorship provided through Dr. Williams' work in the Youth Opportunity Program and serving as the Director of Partnerships for Denver Workforce Development. The City Council of Denver recognizes today, February 5th, 2024, to be Dr. Dana D. Williams Day in Denver. Right. 
Councilwoman Lewis, your motion to adopt. Um, I move to adopt proclamation number 240145. Thank you. And that's been moved and seconded. We'll start with comments um, uh, before we vote and we'll start with Councilwoman Lewis. Okay, I'm gonna try and do this without getting a little teary-eyed here. Um, so some of you may know that I was a part of the YO program as a young mom um, and Dr. Williams was um, a mentor of mine. I'm someone who believed in me um, without um, any barriers um, in that belief. And I wouldn't be sitting here before you are um, if not for her investment in me. And so here are my words for you. Too often we measure someone's impact by how much they have personally gained, whether it be monetary influence, access, time, it's going to be about their personal power. Tonight, it is my privilege to honor and celebrate someone whose wealth is impossible to quantify because it is counted in how her mentorship, her leadership has rippled into the world. Dr. Williams, you touched so many lives at such an important moment with so much charisma, charm, and consequence. I know because I was one of them. I was one of the young women who needed support who needed structure, who needed someone to believe in me until I believed in myself. You offered all of that and so much more. Our education system focuses heavily on the quantitative outcomes of learning. And in my experience, too often it misses the qualitative outcomes. Mm -hmm. The outcomes focused on character development, a space where everyone can feel safe exploring and establishing who they are, whether people are watching or not. What kind of principles will guide our behaviors? Developing a moral character that carries a lifetime is difficult. And Dr. Williams, you have absolutely shown our city what it looks like when it is done correctly. Guided by a strong, caring woman like Dr. Williams, children from challenging backgrounds grow up understanding that principle versus preference will be in a constant conflict throughout our life. A generation of leaders ready to do what is right not what is easiest, was raised under your guidance, Dr. Williams, and I thank you. As one of your children, I know, <clears throat> I now know not to sit silently while watching others suffer, but to use my comfort to mitigate their discomfort. And I am not the only one, I'm sure. There is a wave of people coming into positions of power across industries, politics, and community with your influence guiding their decisions and we are better because of that. You taught the disenfranchised to advocate for ourselves. You taught the voiceless to speak up. You instilled in us the drive to collaborate and grow. You brought us lived experience in our lives and shared your mistakes, so we did not have to learn when we made them ourselves. Programs like yours, including yours, prove the importance of working with directly impacted folks. When planned and executed, executed by those without the knowledge and expertise of those working directly with you, they fail to have the impact that you have had. Thank you for your decades of service to Denver's kids, including me. I love you dearly. Thank you, Councilwoman Lewis. Madam Secretary, roll call, please. Mm -hmm. 
Lynn? Aye. Alvidrez? Aye. Uh, Gilmore? Or Gonzalez Gutierrez? Aye. Hines? Aye. Cashman? Aye. Lewis? Aye. Parody? Aye. Romero Campbell? Aye. Sandoval? Aye. Sawyer? Aye. Watson? Aye. Madam President? Aye. Madam Secretary, close the voting and announce the results. 12 ayes. 12 ayes. Proclamation 24-0145 has been adopted and we have, we would love to ask Councilwoman Lewis to invite up the recipient. Yes. Mr. Dana Williams, would you like to come down? Okay. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone, Council. Thank you so much um, for this honor. I, I very much so appreciate it. Um, you know, none of us go into the role of public servant for acknowledgement, but more so out of the goodness of our heart and the desire to make a difference. And that is what I have tried to do over my entire career of 35 years, uh, first with Denver Public Schools, serving youth and also uh, with the city and county of Denver. And so I certainly, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate um, the acknowledgement, but the importance of just knowing what we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis and, and the fruits of everything that we do. When I see you, Chantel, and everything that you're doing in your life, that's, that's the difference, and that's what really, really warms my heart. So I thank you all, and I thank my coworkers, my colleagues, um, Tony Anderson, Deborah Cameron, Adib. Thank you all, so thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you all for being here uh, to support that proclamation. And uh, Dr. Williams, all right, Madam Secretary, please read the bills for introduction. From the Finance and Governance Committee, 24-0041, a bill for an ordinance approving a proposed intergovernmental agreement between the City and County of Denver and Regional Transportation District, RTD, to provide EcoPass transportation access to city employees citywide. 24-0058, a bill for an ordinance making a rescission from and appropriation in the general fund and the capital improvement fund to make cash transfers to the border crisis special revenue fund for costs related to support for asylum seekers. 24-0062, a bill for an ordinance designating certain properties as being required for public use and authorizing use and acquisition thereof by negotiation or through condemnation proceedings of fee simple easement and other interests, including any rights and interested interests related or pertinent to properties designated as needed for the bridge project at South Monaco Street Parkway over Cherry Creek, including sidewalks, roadways, and intersections between 1320 South Monaco Street Parkway and 1483 South Monaco Street Parkway. 24-0063, a bill for an ordinance designating certain properties as being required for public use and authorizing use and acquisition thereof by negotiation or through 
condemnation proceedings of fee simple easement and other interests, including any rights and interests related or appurtenant to properties designated as needed for the construction of Wire Gulch, Reach 1, Decatur Street in Council District 3. 24-0064, a bill for an ordinance designating certain properties as being required for public use and authorizing use and acquisition thereof by negotiation or through condemnation proceedings of fee simple easement and other interests, including any rights and interests related or appurtenant to properties designated as needed for the completion of the Peoria Street HSIP 23 Vision Zero project in Council District 8. 24-0072, a bill for an ordinance making a rescission from and an appropriation in the Denver Public Library Special Revenue Fund to make a cash transfer to an appropriation in the Library Capital Fund. Thank you very much. Council members, this is your last chance to call out an item. Councilwoman Sawyer, will you make the motions today? Yes, Council President Torres. Thank you. I'll do a recap under resolutions. Councilwoman Lewis has called out resolutions uh, 240031, 240048, and 240075 for questions and comments. Councilwoman Romero Campbell has called out resolution 240045 for questions and comments. And under bills for introduction, Councilwoman Gonzalez Gutierrez has called out bill 240058 for questions and comments. And Councilwoman Lewis has called out bills 24 0062 and 24-0063 for questions and comments. Under bills for final consideration, no items have been called out. Under pending, no items have been called out. Madam Secretary, put the, please put the first item on our screens. And this is a lease agreement between the City County in Denver and Core Civic. Councilwoman Lewis, please go ahead with your questions. Uh, thank you so much, Madam President. Uh, just a few questions here. Um, so during the briefings uh, last April before Council, um, I learned that there were about 85 to 90 folks in the facility. Um, is that correct? Is that still recent information? Looks like we've got uh, Director Morrow here. You can introduce yourself. Uh, Councilmember Lewis, that is correct. The Core Civic Value Program does currently work with 85 participants a day and has worked with 90 recently. Got it, okay. And so um, this, is this question is related to our movement um, around um, the disinvestment of private correctional facilities um, from 2019. I mean, so as a result in that taking a little bit to stand up um, from 2019, um, currently Denver is operating this facility or, you're, or that is the stopgap measure that you, are, you all are hoping to, can you talk a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely, um, Council Member Lewis. So this is, we're almost there. Okay. This is one of the final pieces of our strategic vision to divest from Core Civic and GEO. Uh, Core Civic currently operates the Dahlia facility. Um, their operating agreement was extended in March of 2023 to run through June of 24, okay. which coincides with the timing of the, what will be the third city and county of Denver operated program, which is scheduled to open in June of 24. So this lease before council today is to allow Core Civic to fulfill their operating agreement because additionally, the city just purchased that property from Core Civic. So now it's a city owned property. Um, and so we just need to lease it back to Core Civic to finish out the final three months of their operating agreement. Okay, that's helpful. So after, um... After the extension, this is this extension that's before us today. 
um, what what then happens? So, yeah, what then happens? Yeah, fantastic question. So one, we're confident but hopeful that everything aligns because we do have a renovation project um, currently underway at the next planned facility, which is at 570 West 44th Avenue in, in Council District 9. Um, that is scheduled to complete in late May, early June. So assuming that schedule holds true, we will begin to close and transfer the participants from the Dahlia facility mm -hmm. into that property in, on Fox Street, okay. thereby closing Dahlia and ending the relationship with Corso. Yeah, so is the facility permanently closed or do you all anticipate that there will be a future use for that facility? The Dahlia facility? Yes. It, it will be at least temporarily closed to allow some code compliance work that the city needs to complete because it purchased the property. Okay. But yes, there are conversations about the best way to bring that back online in either 25 or perhaps later. Okay, and then when you all would bring that back online, would that come back before council? It's most likely it would because there would be some type of either a company agreement, either with a nonprofit partner, because okay. our service model thus far has been to hybrid services, okay. meaning that the city has a presence and runs part of the operation, but similar to our women's program, Project Elevate at Tule Hall, which you'll be visiting this Friday, um, we have a partnership with uh, a nonprofit partner. Got it. So if we did not approve this moving forward, what would happen to the individuals that are currently living or that would be beneficiaries? Yeah, if the lease wasn't approved today, it would be a, a challenge. We'd essentially begin to look at options to close the building okay. in, in the immediate sort of in an unplanned immediate way, thereby risking, you know, the participants in that program and their ability to re-enter. Some would likely have to go back into incarceration. That's what I wanted to know, okay. And the last question is how many beds are you all short? What's, what's that number? That's a fantastic question. We, we sit roughly at a capacity day of about 300. Back in 2019, we were at 750. We've adjusted, you know, the targeted number to about 500 to 550 but certainly we'll be happy with just these 90 converting to the third facility in, in the summer. Okay, thank you so much, that's it. Thank you very much. Uh, seeing no one else in queue, Madam Secretary, please up, put up the next item for our screens, 24-0048. Uh, and this is a proposed funding agreement between the city and Elevation Community Land Trust. Um, Councilwoman Lewis, go ahead with your questions on resolution 48. So I have a comment because I already sure. got my questions answered, Great. if that's all right. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Um, thank you. I really appreciate this. Um, <clears throat> I really appreciate this, um, the Elevation Land Trust and what you all are looking to do here. I mean, I was able to do a little bit of research on like pricing that you all have put forward. And I think as I was thinking about this project conceptually, um, my concern is, and at least from the debriefing that I've had from you all as well, is that your concern is equally um, is that you're concerned about gentrification in this um, in this area in East Colfax, as am I. And so as we're looking at these projects, I just don't want us to be cognizant of like the neighborhood context um, and the investment in infrastructure, but also the investment in the communities to be able to access the um, the things that we are invested in in community. I think what we found, and I actually learned this um, from Councilman Albus Brooks, and he would be comfortable with me sharing this, is um, 
what we learned is that oftentimes at city council, we advocate for these infrastructure, these projects to come up, but we often forget about the people in the community to ensure that they have access to these and then new folks in community um, who are maybe a little more savvy are able to navigate those. And so I'm um, just thinking about holding both the infrastructure investment and also the investment in people. That's it. Perfect. Thanks. Thank you very much. Um, Madam Secretary, please put the next item on our screens, 24-0075. This is a resolution, uh, excuse me, approving a, an amendment to a purchase order with Quebec Hospitality. Uh, Councilwoman Lewis, your questions or comments on resolution 24-0075. As it turns out, I got those questions answered as well. Excellent. No You're all good then? Yep. Okay. Uh, Madam Secretary, please put the next item on our screens, and that's 24-0045, um, approving mayoral appointments to the Denver Nonprofit Engagement Commission. Councilwoman Romero-Campbell, please go ahead with your comments or questions. Thank you, Madam President. Um, it's more just a comment. I think that um, I want to just take an opportunity to lift up the Nonprofit Engagement Commission. Um, I really think that the work that um, our nonprofits in the community do is incredibly important, and having this commission and role within the city is, I think, essential for us to be able to better um, coordinate and, and have a voice for nonprofits in our city process, as well as um, contracting, et cetera. So this was more just an opportunity to lift up the role that nonprofits play. Um, we wouldn't be able to do this work without them. They, you know, large and small um, nonprofits in our community really help us um, address the needs that are right in front of us, not only through House 1000 with the migrant crisis, with serving young people um, in all departments. Um, we have our nonprofit community. So this was just an opportunity to just acknowledge the work and the reappointment of Gerardo Lopez, Tracy, Tracy Stewart, Danielle Didi DeBuist, um, sorry if I got that wrong, uh, Cindy Chang, Didi De, um, De Persin and Leanne Morrison. Thank you, Madam President. Thank you very much. And seeing no one else in queue, Madam Secretary, please put the next item on our screens, 24-0058, which is a funding appropriation uh, for the Border Crisis Special Revenue Fund. Councilman Gonzalez Gutierrez, please go ahead with your questions or comments on 24-0058. Thank you, Madam President, and thank you, thank you for the presentation that we received in finance. And of course, there's always questions that come up. I think after we have time to really, um, you know, read through all the materials. So I just had a couple of quick questions. Um, uh, thought I would bring them up now before it gets to the final stage. Can you provide a little, a uh, little more details about the unbudgeted needs um, that that these funds will be going towards? So. I think it's shown that it says support personnel, services, and supplies costs related to support for asylum seekers. Um, but are there any additional details of how these funds will be utilized? Uh, so Council Stephanie Trianis Adams, I'm the city's budget and management director. Um, I am here to, to, to talk about unbudgeted needs. So we, we are in the middle of having conversations about case management. Um, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that we also have applied for a grant through the state. The state has primarily been using case management. We also want to supplement here in the city um, and are continuing to work through that process. Uh, I'll just put a plug in that we did put an application for case management here in the city and county of Denver for some dollars um, at the state and we're hopeful uh, that maybe we could draw those down. Um, but Councilwoman, to your point, I think that all of you have had this experience where it's been a very evolving situation and we've tried to identify um, the needs of our newcomers and uh, we've decided case management as well as some housing assistance 
um, are those things we'd like to, to invest in as well. Um, and so we are just in the middle of having those negotiations. We don't have those, those dollars ready. When we came to you, just a quick reminder that when we came to you with this supplemental, it was to get us through Q1. So that's a couple more months away. We hope that gets us all the way through. We will be back to you in April to have uh, an additional conversation about the, the, the you know, balance of the year as well. So um, I don't know if there are any specific expenditures that you're aware of that you wanted to shine a light on. No, you kind of answered a little bit of the question around like the case management. I um, just curious around, do we have any projections of we, how much we think that might cost? And, and it sounds like that's stuff that you're still figuring yeah, out. Yeah, we should, we should have that fairly soon. Um, okay. We just came to you sooner than later because we knew we needed those dollars for Q1, but we will certainly have those dollars when we come chat with you. And, and as soon as we know that, we will we'll chat with you as well. You'll have to approve that contract. So. <laughs> yes. Um, and then I think the, the, just the last question I had was um, because I know that there was um, additional dollars needed to cover the Quebec hospitality. Are th some of these funds being used to help cover that as well? Yes. Okay. Sheltering is a significant part of our costs. So you may recall um, we came to you to request support for a PO of up to $25 million. Um, coincidentally, the amount that you approved is $25 million, but we also anticipated that there would be $20 million in funds that you have already previously um, uh, approved. And so we anticipate that we would spend up to $25 million of that 45 uh, towards uh, sheltering, correct, and hotels specifically. Okay. Thank you so much yeah, uh, for answering those questions. I look forward to, to learning more as things continue to evolve. Thank that you. Thank you, Madam President. Great. Thank you. Seeing no one else, thank you. Madam Secretary, please put the next item on our screen, Bill 24-0062. Um, this one is regarding a bridge project in South Monaco Street Parkway. We'll go to Councilwoman uh, Lewis with questions or comments. Yeah, I just have one question, maybe two, depending on the answer to the first question. Are we replacing the existing bridge? I think we've got Lisa Lumley coming up on that one. Good afternoon, Lisa Lumley, Director of Real Estate. Yes, Councilwoman, so that is, um, and I'm just reading through some of mine related to the specific projects too, since we've got a couple. Um, that is a replacement, it's rebuilding it, it's upgrading the sidewalks to the nearest intersections as well, so it's both. But we're using the existing infrastructure. We're, we're rebuilding we're replacing the existing yes correct all right that's it okay, okay. thank you um, madam secretary please put the next item on our screens uh 24-0063 um this one's related to uh we're gulch reach one decatur street um in council district three councilwoman lewis go ahead with your questions or comments yeah two questions um the first is what's the scope of this work um, so it is replacing um, construction and replacement of an existing culvert okay. at Decatur, and then there are channel modifications going on um, along Weir Gulch. Yeah. Do, it, is there a real threat of displacement for a, like adjacent property owners to related to this project? Yeah. No. So what's important is that we called out these are just temporary easements right. that that just allow us that if we need to step on their yard while we're working on the adjacent site that we've got a little bit of room in which to do that Thank but you. no this will not displace anybody last question is it an, is this a NEPA project uh maybe not no well <laughs> I, I mean we go through NEPA yeah but no this is part of um a longer NEPA? project that has been in the works for a while okay 
is, is it receiving like federal funding? It does have some federal funding. Okay, that's what I'm Yes, talking. okay. That's it, thank you. Great, thank you very much. Uh, that concludes the items to be called out. All bills for introduction are ordered published. Council members, remember this is a consent or a block vote and you'll need to vote aye. Councilwoman Sawyer, will you please put the proclamations and resolutions for adoption and the bills on final consideration for final passage on the floor? I move that proclamations and resolutions be adopted and bills on final consideration be placed upon final consideration and do pass in a block for the following items. All 24 series, 0110, 0056, 0057, 0031, 0042, 0045, 0060, 0061, 0065, 0066, 0067, 0068, 0069, 0070, 0075, 0017, 0018, 0023, 0024, 0030, 0049, 0050, 0051, 0052, 0053, 0054, 0045, 0046-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0047-0